Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 122 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week, I received an audio question from Joel Silver. This, by the way, is his second time on the podcast. Thanks for that, Joel. So let's have a listen to his question. Hi, Andy. It's Joel from Northern California. Love the show. Um, I had a question actually connected to a new lens I got. Well, actually, a used lens I got. Um, and was hoping you could help. Um, I it's a f one point two nineteen seventies Pentax um, lens, manual focus, obviously. And um, actually, when I first got it, I almost sent it back because I couldn't get anything in focus, um, and realized that you can't use aperture priority. Everything has to be manual to make it function appropriately. Um, but I'm just curious in terms of using a lens like that, would an F 1.2, and I know Canon and I think Sony make newer versions that actually autofocus. Is that actually, is that good? Is that beneficial? Are you seeing sort of um, improved results or is that just overkill and a 1.8 is fine. And then um, relatedly in terms of manual focus, um, I'm actually seeing it's much more cumbersome, but I'm kind of nailing focus better in some respects. Would that ever be usable in a, a professional shoot? Um, any thoughts on that would be great. Thank you. Okay, so he's got an old Pentax lens that has a maximum aperture of f1.2, and it's a manual focus lens. Now, he didn't say the focal length, but that's fine. We're not going to worry about that. We'll just answer his questions. So I'm going to answer his questions while I give you a rundown of things you need to know about lenses. There is some basic stuff you need to understand about lenses, the different types and what they do, plus what makes a good lens good. So let's get started with some basics. And we're going to start with zooms and primes. Now a zoom lens allows you to zoom in and out, changing the focal length so you can fill the frame with your subject. And I'm going to go over focal lengths in a minute or two. There's a good chance that your first camera came with an 18 to 55 millimeter zoom lens. You'll hear them called kit lenses. This is because they sold you a kit. They sold you the camera body and the lens together. Now, these are entry-level cameras. Non-entry-level equipment sells separately. You buy the body and then you buy the lenses you need to shoot your chosen genre of photography. Anyway, zoom lenses come in lots of sizes, such as 16 to 35, 24 to 70 millimeters, 24 to 105, 70 to 200, 100 to 400, 100 to 500, 150 to 600. There are so many different ones. Like I used to have a, a 10 to 18 for doing real estate photos. There are so many different ones. Now, the best maximum aperture you can get on a zoom lens is f2.8, although Canon has a new 28-70 to 70 zoom lens that has a maximum aperture of f2. And you might think, well, 2.8 to f2, there's not much difference, but this lens costs over $3,000, and the f2 makes it closer to f1.8. So for people that shoot with primes, this lens is just incredible i imagine i'd really like one but three thousand one hundred dollars is a little bit rich for me at the moment 
Now, the best maximum apertures on prime lenses are better than zooms. They open up to 1.8, 1.4, and some go to 1.2. Prime lenses don't zoom in and out, though. If you need to fill the frame with your subject, you need to move closer or move away. And basically, you're zooming with your feet. Now, prime lenses have fixed focal lengths like 24mm, 35, 50, 85, 135, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, and 800. And they'll go to 1200 now. Canon have a 1200mm lens, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So, there are pluses and minuses to both zooms and prime lenses. Prime lenses, you get way, well, not way better, but you do get better maximum aperture but with zoom lenses you don't have to be walking back and forwards okay so now we're going to look at the focal lengths now these can go from anything from four millimeters to like i said with this uh, huge prime lens at 1200 millimeters so four millimeters to 1200 millimeters so a 50 millimeter lens on a full frame camera that is will give you a similar view to your own eyes, similar to a human looking forward. Focal lengths that are lower than 50 millimeters will give you a wider field of view. So a 24 or a 35 millimeter lens will be perfect for group shots or landscapes because it opens up and you can see wider than you can with your own eyes. Over 50 millimeters and the view narrows and brings the subject closer to you. So let's have a look at some of the focal length groups and what they do. Now, there's one that I'm not going to talk about because I never use one and I really don't want to. And these are tilt lenses. I have no interest in them. It's the very odd things. You change the angle of the lens while it... Yeah, anyway, I'm not getting into it. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't know anything about them and I don't like them. So the first one we're going to look at is fisheye. They range from four millimeters to around 15. You'll see some that are 17. And they give that bulging effect, like um, you're looking out the end of a, a glass bottle. You might have seen photos of dogs where their noses are closest to the lens and the nose is bulging out of proportion to the rest of the body. This type of lens is really for creative and abstract kinds of work. The front element of the lens is domed. It is rounded, unlike flat normal lenses or flat-ish normal lenses they really have an emphasized dome so unless you're in uh, doing some odd things you probably won't use one of these wide angle lenses is next now they range from say 10 millimeters to 35 and are used for landscape photography and architectural photography the lower the number the wider the view so a 10 millimeter is perfect like i said i used to use them for real estate in some really small rooms you can get everything in it's crazy so they go from 10 to 35 millimeters the standard lens is the range from 35 to 85 and in the middle of that you've got 50 which is the way we see things and this is suitable for portraits studio work and anything needs a, a regular kind of view just a straight up portrait next is telephoto and this is the biggest group because these range from 85 millimeters to 1200 and beyond like you could use a multiplier on the 1200 and get even further now these lenses are used to fill the frame with subjects that are further away from you 
if you're shooting sports like football, a 600mm lens might be needed to capture the action on the far side of the field, but for action closer to you, you might only need a 400mm lens to fill the frame. When shooting ice hockey at the rink, you can use a lens in the 70-200 range. I used to use a 70-200 zoom. Bird photographers often use a 500 prime, or some of them use 100s to 500s, and you can go up to 800, depending on where you've got to take the picture. Now, these are expensive lenses, so you, it's not like you can turn up with a 500, a 600, and an 800. Well, you could if you were stinking rich, but generally people pick one or the other. Like I was saying before, there is even now a one, well, there always has been, but they've been very hard to get your hands on if you wanted one. It's a 1200mm lens, and that is a Canon lens. Now, the problem is that the Canon RF, which is for the new mirrorless mount, 1200mm, it's a maximum aperture of f8. It's an L lens, and it has a price tag of $19,999. It looks like it's about two and a half to three feet long. It is massive. And the reason that it is so expensive is because the lenses in this thing are huge. They're really big, wide lenses. And they have this thing called fluorite, I think it's called, if I'm saying it properly. And it is a crystal. And I, I don't know whether they make one lens, one of the internal lenses from this material, or the lenses are coated with it. But it is so expensive to get your hands on this stuff. And they use it in this lens. So, yeah, $20,000. But if you are a National Geographic photographer and you shoot this, you have to shoot in these rare birds and you can't get too close to them or some animal that's going to eat you like a polar bear, you want to be as far away as possible, I'm guessing. So a 1200mm lens would be much better than a 200 because if you're 200, it's, you're not going to get away if it starts running at you. With a 1200, at least you can wait for the helicopter to come and get you. So yeah, $20,000. Okay, the next group of lenses. These are macro lenses, and they allow you to magnify the subject. Focal lengths used go from anywhere from 15 to 200 millimeters. Now, I use a 100 millimeter two times macro lens, and I can fill the frame with a ladybug. Next thing we're going to cover is what do all the text and numbers mean on the side of the lens? So let's start with the name of the lens. Now, I'm going to use the Canon RF. 70 to 200 millimeter f 2.8 l is usm lens now all of the companies use these letters and it can get really complicated especially when you're starting out i just look at them and don't bother with them anymore they've no use to me i just look at the f number so the first part of this name is canon rf which means that the canon lens fits an rf mount the new mirrorless models have the RF mount. The older DSLRs have an EF mount. All these companies that make cameras have two mounts. Some have three. Older ones like Canon probably have four, if you go back four or five maybe. But the two most modern ones are EF and EFS. Those that Count those as one. And then the RF ones. So the first part, RF, means it's the type of mount. So you need to know what your mount is on your camera. Next is the focal length. And this one is 70 to 200. So it's a zoom lens. Prime lenses 
have just one number, not a range. It's not 70 to 200, it'll say 85 or 200. The F number is the next thing in the uh, in the name, and it's the maximum aperture. That is the widest the aperture blades in the lens can open, so it opens a hole to let light through. In this case, it's an F2.8, and because there's only one F number, that means that whatever aperture you choose, it won't change when you zoom in and out. An 18 to 55 millimeter kit lens, like you might have started with, has an F rating of F3.5 to F5.6. So that means the aperture changes when you zoom. In fact, any lens with a range of F numbers on it will change as you zoom. So at 18 millimeters, this lens will have a maximum aperture of F3.5 and at 55 millimeters, it'll go to F5.6. So Joel asks how important the maximum aperture is. Well, it's really important because the more light the lens lets in, the better the lens is. So his old 1970s lens, it has an aperture of F1.2. So it was once a very good quality lens. Now, I was just on the B&H website and I searched for Canon 85mm lenses. Now, these prices are for EF mount lenses for DSLRs. The 85mm 1.8 was priced at $500. The 1.4 was priced at $1,600. And the F 1.2 was priced at $2,000. So the optics and build quality of an F 1.2 lens are superior to the 1.4, which in turn is more advanced than the 1.8. The lower the F numbers on a lens, the better it is. And of course, they're going to be more expensive because of the technology and the optics that are in there. Okay, so let's get back to this Canon RF 70-200 2.8. After the 2.8 is the letter L. The L stands for luxury, absolute luxury. So these are the best lenses that Canon produces with the best optics, the best autofocus and the best build quality. And you identify them by the red ring around the lens body. Sony has GM lenses and the GM stands for gold model. And these are Sony's best lenses, apparently. I don't use Sony, so I don't know. But yes, they are, I'm thinking. After the L, in the name of the Canon RF 70-200, is IS space USM. Now, IS stands for image stabilization and allows you to shoot at slower shutter speeds without getting blurry images. On Sony lenses, it will say OSS. I've forgotten what that stands for, but OSS is something weird. It's their version of image stabilization. And Nikon has VR, which stands for vibration reduction. USM stands for ultrasonic motor. This is the motor that drives the autofocusing system. They are super fast nowadays. On some Canon lenses, you're going to see STM instead of USM. STM stands for stepping motor. Now, these were developed to be very quiet when focusing, so you don't hear a whoop, whoop as you zoom in and out. They're silent pretty much. And this is what you want if you're going to be shooting video, because if you're shooting a video and, you know, you don't want whoop, whoop all the time. So if you're going to be shooting them, look for some STM lenses. That's if you shoot Canon. I'm sure the other companies have something similar. 
Okay, so let's look at some other things you're going to find on your lens. On the front of a lens, you're going to find a number. And in front of that number is going to be the diameter sign, which is a like a zero with a line drawn through it. So if it says that sign and the diameter sign and then say 58, that means that the lens has a 58 millimeter filter size. The lens has a thread in front of the front element and the filter screws onto there. So if you've got a 58 millimeter filter size on your lens, you have to buy a 58 millimeter. A 59 or a 60 millimeter won't fit. Okay, something else you're going to find on the side of your lens will be the word macro or a small flower sign or the infinity sign, like an eight lying down. And it's going to be followed by a measurement. And that measurement is your lens's minimum focus distance. That's the closest that the front of your lens can be to the subject. Any closer than that measurement and it won't focus. This doesn't mean that it's a macro lens though. It just means that the minimum focus distance is whatever that measurement is. I know it's confusing. Why they do that, I don't know. The first lens I got, it said macro on the side. And I went, oh, no, it wasn't. All right. Next thing you're going to see, might well, you might see on the side, you probably will see, is a manual and autofocus switch. Now, it's going to be a little switch that says AF, MF. AF is for autofocus. MF is for manual focus. Autofocus does the focusing for you. And if you choose MF, you're going to have to use the focus ring at the front of the lens barrel to bring the subject into focus. Now, Nikon users have to also choose MF in the camera menu, I think, some models. Now, this was one of Joel's questions. Is it practical to focus manually when working professionally? He didn't actually say that, but that's where I got from it anyway. And I'm going to say no, because in most circumstances, you need to be fast. Manual focus is labor intensive. If you're working in a studio, I can see it being possible, but it's still way slower. Now, there is one area that I always use manual focus, and that's because my lens is manual focus and I have no choice. And that is when I shoot macro, which I quite enjoy, but it's totally different than any type of photography. So I wouldn't even compare it. I'm still going to say no. Manual focus is slow and tedious. When you're going to be shooting professionally, I would still stick with autofocus. It is so fast and accurate. And you can take 10 shots or more while you're composing one if you're doing it manually. All right, so just a little something on choosing lenses. If you're thinking about buying a new lens, think about the focal length, what you need to shoot the genre of photography that you're doing. You know, if you're shooting weddings, probably get a 24 to 70 zoom. Don't go out and buy the 100 to 400. It's just not going to do you as much good as the 24 end of things. You need something that could go wide and also pull things in a little bit for portraits. So think about the length of the lens. Then look for one that lets in as much light as possible. And you've got to do this within your budget. So you need the lowest F number possible, again, within your budget. Remember, if the lens you want is too expensive, think about buying a used version. You can save yourself an absolute bundle. I would rather buy a used 24-70 zoom then buy a brand new 24-70 f4 version of that same zoom because I couldn't afford the 2.8. You're better off still getting the 2.8 and just buying used. I know like lenses are extremely expensive and the part of all this that really sucks is that you really need them. I remember buying my 24-70 and it cost, I think probably at the time, somewhere between two and two and a half thousand Canadian. 
like I went above and beyond what I really wanted to spend. But the thing paid for itself in a couple of months. Lenses are just tools. So you need to get the right tools. It's no good. Like if you do, like I say, with weddings, if you're getting an F4, an F4 version and you don't have a flash, you can't use it inside unless you use extremely high ISO and your images will be so grainy. Like it's not worth doing. You're doing a wedding, you're getting good money for it. Get the right tools for the job. Okay, that's everything I've got to say about lenses. If you need someone to give you an appraisal for your work or your website, you can contact me through Facebook Messenger. You can also join the Facebook group and get answers to anything photography. Um, Yeah, that's it, I think. Oh yeah, the Photoshop course is still there on the website on photographysidehustle.com. I'll be back next week with a bag full of waffle. Talk to you soon. Bye.